How are we doing, church? Doing great. I love it. How good spring? How many people are loving hay fever? How good is it? I feel like I can just see out the slits in my eyes this morning. It's like a combination of being tired and that of hay fever. It's like you step outside and it's like... Oh, yep, all right, here we go. Box of tissues a day, chew on the Zyrtec and away we go. But if, uh, if you're like me, spring, I have a love-hate relationship with it because the weather is the best weather of the year, without a doubt, in my mind. And uh, you can say whatever you want, Matt Cooper, but uh, it is. And uh, in my mind... But I have this hate relationship with it because there goes the face. And uh, it's all good. So, and I refuse to do nasal sprays because I just, I'm a. Yeah, you can fill in the gap there. But um, it's all good, right? It is all good. Life is good. And uh, how cool were our kids? Up on stage. So, yeah. Some of those kids, you may not be aware. You might be because they might be your kids. kids. But some of those kids were freaking out. <clears throat> As you can imagine, about standing on a stage and looking out at you lot. Because <clears throat> it can be a little bit intimidating, right? Who actually enjoys... Who would? Like if I said, come up now, who would start to freak out? Maybe don't put your hand up because that might make you freak out. But... <clears throat> but who would love to come up here right now and just stand on stage and look at everybody? Like there's all right, one hand, two hands. Wouldn't worry you, but who would love to do it? Not... Like, so there's three hands out of however many people are in here. There's three hands that go up and say, I'd love to come up and look at you lot. All right, you're pretty intimidating for a bunch of adults to say, yep, I'll come up and do it. But our kids stood up here this morning and did a phenomenal job and say, can I just encourage you to encourage them when you see them after church, give them a high five and say, great job, you smashed it, you nailed it, whatever you say to Kids these days, I don't know, there's lingo, I've got my own kids and they still come up with words and I'm like, huh, what? Oh yeah, okay, sure, no worries. And uh, <clears throat> it's an interesting deal, raising kids, right? And uh, so we're in our series of Sent to Build Community. <clears throat> and uh, so across this 12 weeks leading into Christmas, I had the, not the freak out moment this week, but because the end of the day it's just the end of the year but I had this moment of going this is week three of a 12-week series and then when we finish this series we're into a Christmas series and I went "Mm, okay that kind of makes it a little bit more real Um, and so sent to build community and so we're focusing on different areas of community so we had an incredible message last week by Tim Scott on marriage if you weren't here last week yeah If you weren't here last week, do yourself a favour and jump onto our YouTube channel and uh, you can watch that back. It was phenomenal. And uh, not just if you're married, but if you are in any form of 
coexisting with people, then it will bless you and it will bless your relationships. And so jump online and listen to that. And uh, he spoke about the big S word around relationships and uh, that is sorry, um, is what he talked about. Sorry if that just let you down a little bit. I thought he was going to be primed to go there, but apparently that's, he's always the guy that speaks about it in our church. But no, he talked about sorry this time. And, uh, and that was a, a great, great message. And, uh, and so I want to continue on with the S word, talking about parenting and uh, that S word gets you to being a parent, so don't go there in your minds. But I want to talk about support. Yeah, a couple of people caught on with that one. I want to talk about support. <clears throat> because as a parent, we need support, right? As a parent, we, we need the support of another parent. But due to all sorts of different circumstances, parenting with support as a father and mother doesn't always happen. All right, doesn't always happen, even in the context where there is a father and mother living together because the father's off working, the mother's off working, FIFO workers are a huge deal these days. So even just saying that you're a single mum or you're a single dad because you're a single mum or a single dad, even couples who are together are still parenting solo a lot of the time. And so the, the whole concept for us as a society around supporting one another in a marriage in parenting, which you go back to the ancient days that was a few years ago when it was like that was the family model, was that dad goes and works, mum looks after the kids. It wasn't that long ago, right? But now it's parenting suddenly looks so different. And in that, we've got an incredible opportunity as a church. In that, we've got an incredible opportunity as a group of people to step in and fill a gap. And that gap is the big S word that I'm talking about this morning. It is support. Yeah. And so I want to give you some keys. And so don't tune out. If you go, oh, I'm not a parent, or I can never be a parent, or I never want to be a parent, or I'm so far off being a parent or I'm a horrible parent, or I'm a fantastic parent, or I've done my parenting. I'm now in the grandparenting phase, which is a completely whole nother series that we can touch on. That's not support, that's spoiling. And, uh, and that's a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal deal for the grandparents in the house. All right? How many grandparents have we got in the house that say they're loving, they're no longer supporting, but the spoiling, guess what? The spoiling comes with even more support, but that's okay, that's why you love it. And uh, that's why you spoil, because you're going, if I'm going to have to do this support thing, I've already done that once, I'm now doing the spoiling thing as well, because I can hand them back. And, uh, but I love, <clears throat> we've got both sets of grandparents for our kids, and uh, there's nothing better than just seeing our kids grow up adoring their grandparents. And so if that is you and that's your lot in life at the moment, then have fun in that and uh, you spoil those grandkids like you've never spoiled any grandkid before. <clears throat> interactive preaching here with... Interacting preaching here with those watching online. Thank you for that advice. You can get Botox up your nose to stop hay fever once a season <laughs> and no other meds required. Okay, back to preaching now. Here we go. Perfect. Thank you. So, 
Love that. That's good. Um, I did look into that last year and never got around to it because I'm a procrastinator. But supporting. I better get back to my message. Otherwise, we'll just talk about hay fever all morning. So supporting. So I want to give you a few key areas that we can support with. All right. If you're parenting together, this is you can do this with your partner as you're parenting together. If you're parenting as a grandparent, if you're parenting as a kids team member here, if you're parenting as a friend, don't we know that it takes a village to raise kids? It takes a village. We love the, the village that we've got here in church. And so we went to a, my cousin's wedding down the southeast yesterday. And so Kirby had our kids all day yesterday, stayed over at our house last night because we didn't get home till early this morning, driving back up from Bordertown. And... Uh, and it takes a village. We wouldn't be able to do that if we didn't have the village to support us. And so there's other ways, not just as being parents, that we can support one another. And so the number one thing that we can do in supporting each other is support with words. You know, especially talking to parents that are living together and parenting together, sometimes words around parenting aren't always nice, right? Everything I'm saying this morning is speaking from experience, not just making things up, right? So sometimes the way that we parent, parenting styles can be a little bit, sometimes we can just have moments of, but I'd do it this way, you want to do it that way, and the words can sometimes get a little bit heated, Sometimes they can get a little confrontational. Sometimes they can... No, but, but what I want to say this morning is we need a support with our words. Not tear down with our words. Not dispute with our words, but to support with our words. Hebrews 10, 24, 25 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some of in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another... And all the more as you see the day approaching. And it's got a little bit more in it than just what we're talking about this morning. But I love that. If we just keep that up for a second, Lucas. Uh, the one before, sorry. 24. Let us not, uh, let us consider how we may spur. I love that word, spur one another along. How, how am I going to, Support with my words that encourages my partner, that encourages my friend, that encourages my son or daughter in a grandparent context, that encourages my brother or sister in an uncle auntie context. As I, how do I spur one another along in whatever context you're in around parenting? How do I encourage to spur someone on? It's like to champion them, to celebrate them. When they're having that moment, when they've got a... a two-year-old that's just going through that phase of life, or they've got a three-year-old that's going through that phase of life, or a four-year-old that's going through that. You know, they say the terrible twos, but I swear it's just every year there's just something new. There's a season of life. 15-year-olds, they're okay, are they? Not what you messaged me yesterday, but that's all right. That's, no, <laughs> there was no message. There was no message yesterday, Hayden. It's all right. Don't. But, but it doesn't matter what age we're parenting. It's, it can be a challenge, right? And so we need to get around each other and spur one another on. Not come in with, 
oh, you should do this, or have you ever tried that? Or sometimes that can be helpful. But, but most of the time, someone coming to me and saying, oh, have you ever tried this, isn't helpful at all. Because it just makes me feel like what I'm doing is failing. But when someone comes and says, you've got phenomenal kids, you're doing a great job. I go, you know, I'm doing a hopeless job, but suddenly I feel a little bit better. And I go, oh, I feel spurred on. And so it's great to come in with a problem-solving attitude when you're looking at it, because it's so much easier to solve other parents, their kids' problems than it is to... Anyone else notice that? Same as marriages, same as any business, same as any context in life. It's like when you're looking from afar, it's so much easier. You can see exactly what that you need to do this, this, and this, and your problems will be solved. But in your own context, oh, why can't my kids just behave? Why is it always my kids that are running around in church? Why am I the one getting notes home from school? Why am I this? Why am I that? Why is... It's like it's such a big deal. So we don't need people to come in and fix the problems. We need people to come in and encourage us to say, you're doing a phenomenal job. Your kids are awesome. We love you. So spur one another along. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore encourage one another and build each other up. One of the things that I always say in a football coaching context is you can be the best player, you can be the worst player. But every one of you has got a voice. Use it. And so in a parenting context, in a village context that we're talking about this morning, you can be the best parent, you can be the worst parent, you can not be a parent, but every one of us has got a voice, so use it. Spur one another along, encourage one another, support each other with words. The second S this morning is supporting one another with empathy. Empathy is such a can be just a funny word. But empathy is a game changer in any relationship, but especially in parenting relationships. When there's high stress, when there's uncertainty, when there's challenges, just come day after day after day, having a little bit of empathy for each other can literally change someone's walk. But I love that, that it's more than just empathy. Because some days I, I feel like I fail. Some days as a parent, I feel like I fail. When my kids are just having one of their meltdowns, it's just, what else do I do? Right, we've all felt like that as parents, right? Anybody that's got kids, you just have those moments where you just go... What else do I do? You feel like a father. Having someone come in and show some empathy can be so crucial in those moments. But can I tell you it's more than just empathy? But let's move from a place of being, what's it, empathetic towards one another to being compassionate about one another. See, because where are we here? I wrote this down. Empathy is a feeling. Okay, so empathy is conveying a feeling about someone. But compassion is taking action 
on that feeling and doing or showing someone something about that. And so there's more than just having a bit of empathy. Let's have compassion for people. Psalm 103.13 says, As a father shows compassion to his children. See, as as a father, you don't just allow your kids to go through it and go, it's okay, I'm showing you empathy. You, you want to put some actions onto that feeling, right? You want to do something. You want to encourage them. You want to step in and if you could step in and take the pain, if you could step in and fix the problem, you would. Can't always just step in and fix the problem or take the pain, but you can not just show empathy, not just have a feeling, but we can bring compassion into that circumstance. Bring relief into that circumstance through compassion. We can do that for each other. That's why we have meal trains for people who are going in a time of need. It's a place of converting that empathy into compassion. Just a little practical example of that's, that's the shift from just... Having a feeling, oh, I feel sorry about what you're going through, to the compassionate part is, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to put legs on my empathy and do something about it. Does that mean that I change their circumstance through compassion? Not necessarily. But I can support them through it. I can support someone through what they're going through with empathy, with compassion. Number three this morning, we're going to keep moving because I've got five of these that I love them. I read these in a five S's. I read these in a, in a blog that I get from Prepare and Rich, which is the pre-marriage counselling course that we use. And as a facilitator, I get their um, blogs every, I don't know what it is, week, fortnight. And these five S's were in one of them. And I did what I normally do when I read a blog and I read the five S's. I didn't read any of the other information. But I kept coming back over a series of days to the S's and then had to go back and find it and then still didn't read the whole article. I just stole their five S's and then built my message around that. So I've got no idea what their five S's actually talked about in this. But these were the, I just think they're game changers, right? They're life-changing if we can apply them to what we're doing. Support with time, number three. One Corinthians nine twenty-four to twenty-seven says, "Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize?" Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified of the prize. Run the race. Not just to run the race, but run the race to win. Parent, not just to parent, but parent to raise incredible kids. 
parent not just to raise incredible kids, but parent to raise incredible adults that will go on to run the race, that will go on to repeat the process and have their own kids and, and the, the flow-on effect of that is generations of incredible people. Generations of people chasing after Jesus. Generations of people that love God. Why? Because we've invested in our kids here. We've spent the time to teach them the songs. We've spent the time to teach them the Bible stories. We've spent the time to invest in them, to be nice, kind-hearted young human beings that don't just speak out and lash out at people, but they show respect to their elders. What's that? That, that takes time. Right? As a parent, as a, as a kids team teacher, they take time to invest into our kids. They're not replacing what we do. They're adding to it. But as parents, we've got to invest time so that they can run the race. Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in a way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. You think about the back to your early childhood memories and some of the things that formed who you are and what you do. And you think back to, I think back not to necessarily things, but I think back to time. So as I said before, we were down at Bordertown yesterday for a family wedding and part of, uh, we got down there a little bit earlier and a few things were happening, namely, um, fair chance you won't watch it, so I'll just go there. Um, my uncle just, he's a talker, like no one you've ever met. And so we got there, there was about an hour before we had to leave for the wedding. And he was just I'm like, oh, I can't do this for another hour. And so I went, hey, let's go for a drive and like go out and have a look. I haven't been to Bordertown for a while. And so let's go see what's changed. Well, nothing's changed. <laughs> but, but as we went for a drive, and so I went for a drive out, my um, grandparents lived down there. And so they've got a farm about 12 k's out on the highway to Melbourne. And so I went for a drive out there and the, the old sign that was hanging on the trees still there for their property. And so I drove in and straight away the memories came back of as we pulled in and there's a big culvert there. And I remembered, well, I wasn't there at the time, but it was when my mum was a baby, um, a little kid, and grandpa went to turn onto the freeway and the wheel dropped down and the car rolled and because he had his arm out the window, stuck his arm out to stop the car from just protective mechanism like I can protect my whole family and he ended up with um, the whole like bolts and everything down his arm wasn't quite as um, small and non-invasive as what they do these days but had the whole car roll over him and so it's pulling in the driveway I'm like oh that's where that happened that's where that happened we're driving as I do I just drove straight in the driveway and drove up to the house and we kind of a little bit away but and you could see the current owner's standing out the back and she kind of looked and I just sat there looking and I was like kind of pointing, reminiscing where this was and where that was and then she waved and so I kind of half waved back and then she 
kind of disappeared for a bit and then I was sort of walking over and I'm like, oh, now what do I do? Do I drive away or do I stay? So we stayed. Anyway, we ended up having a conversation with her and, um, and she was, oh, yeah, we've done this and we're doing that and done this and there was other owners between, so pretty well everything's been demolished from what was there that I grew up with other than the chook shed and the workshop out the back of where the house was. And uh, she's like, oh, we've been trying to like, do some of this stuff and there's just septic tanks after. We're just finding all these septic tanks. And so then we started talking about it. When, you know, so I said, well, just behind the workshop, there was then the shearers' quarters, there was a toilet there, so that's what that septic tank will be. I said, oh, then there's another one over there a bit. I said, well, that would have been where the shearing shed was and there was a bore. Oh, so it's not a septic tank, it's a bore, okay. And so, I don't know, I'm like, my memory's like from when I was 12. But I'm like, good luck. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but what I remember from those times wasn't key specific skills or some of the skills that I did learn, learning to drive and those sorts of things was great. I think I've shared the story before. Grandpa was a classic. When you're reversing into a trailer or into a haystack or something to load the ute or hook up the trailer and you'd like signal in how far to go, yeah, my grandpa was a classic. Yep, yeah, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Whoop! And, uh, <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, to hit the brakes. So needless to say, I knocked the tailgate off his ute a couple of times, learning to reverse into the um, haystack and whatever else. But, but there's those moments that was time. Because he supported me. He supported my parents. We'd go down there for school holidays. Mum and dad would drive down, drop us off, drive back. And then they'd get their break we'd have a way of a time with our grandparents, but it's the time that I remember. It's the times that I spent not studying or doing things with my own parents, but it's the holidays, it's the memories that we created. It's the things that we did in the backyard as a, as a young boy that I did with my dad and with my grandparents that, that I remember. And so support each other with time. Invest in time. And the hardest thing with this one and the biggest challenge with this one is that these days we are so time poor. We fill our lives with so many things that we become so time poor that we can't support anybody with time because oh, I'm too busy myself. Like that was my first thought when... My cousins were getting married, and I'm like, oh, I mean, so I've got to go all the way down to Bordertown. I'm like, just the, the inconvenience of that. It was going to be in November, and then one of their bridesmaids and um, his brother's partner both got pregnant, and so they were both due on the week of the wedding. And so they brought the wedding forward two months so that they could accommodate that. And so I'm, I'm like, oh, but now that falls when Bruce and Julia are away. I'm preaching the next morning. I'd already organised. We're going to go down there for the weekend. It was going to be great. And then it's like just the inconvenience of that when I found out the time was coming forward. I'm like, but you know what? We, we have to go. It's not a question of do we go or not because I want to support them and want to support the family. And, but it's like, it's that, oh, what do I give up so that I can support someone I care about? I shared a bit of their story and their journey yesterday and Barry, my cousin, was sharing on behalf of him, the celebrant was just sharing their journey and he was right into go-karts, travelled around 
um, didn't really race go-karts, but basically was the crew chief um, for a number of guys. And so they'd do the Aussie titles, they'd do the state titles, they'd go out to do the races up Darwin, Alice Springs. He was away a lot. And then they had kids. And he made the decision that, well, I can't do that anymore because I want to support my partner and my kids. And so he gave up that so that he could do this. And I thought, you know, he's not a Christian guy. But he's seeing this, that if I do that, this is going to suffer. And so I want to prioritise this, which means that has to suffer. And so he's given up doing go-karts so that he can do this. He's got a, what is he? Four, Daniel. He's already got his own little go-kart. And so Barry's like, come on, you can do it. Trying to get him into go-karts purely so that he can go off back on the go-kart circuit. But, but there's those moments that support with time. Where's our priorities? What are we doing with our time that says, I'm going to do this? It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So we need to not just use all our, just go hard now, because we want to reach the end, right? So support each other. Support one another with time. And in a time poor world, that can be really challenging. That can be really difficult. But I come back to that proverb, train a child in its ways. Train them. How do I want Mason? How do I want Riley? How do I want Blake? How do I want Kelsey, my kids, to grow up? Another scripture comes to mind there. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's how I want my kids to grow up. And so everything I did be, could have just gone, yep, Dave, you're preaching on Sunday. I've got a family wedding. I'm not driving back for it. But no, we... We said, no, as for, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so I was like, is that silly? Is that crazy? Well, yep, potentially. But that's what we want to set our kids up, to see that church is the priority. Church is where it's at. Being here is the priority. <clears throat> All right, I'm running out of time. This is why I only do three-point sermons, because if it was a three-point sermon, I'd be done, but I've still got two to go. I'm not sure I've ever, a long time anyway, since I did a four point, five pointer. <clears throat> Support as teammates. Now, I love it. I could talk for another hour on supporting each other as teammates because I love team sport. If it's not team orientated, it's not a sport, if you ask me. Also, I had the conversation yesterday if it's indoor, it's not a sport. But anyway, that's a whole nother. We're not going there this morning, all right? Because I don't want to divide. We're trying to bring people together and support. But. But if there's no team aspect and it's indoors, then learn knitting, because that's individual. But I've also seen people knit as more. Anyway, we don't go there. It's more of a team than. But supporting, we're supporting, right? With words. If you play an indoor sport by yourself, God bless you. Um, you know, no, I was saying the context around that is conversation yesterday. Is I have matured in my thinking a little more. I never thought we were talking about basketball, and I always thought how soft are basketballers that they play indoors. At least even netballers. Even netballs play outside. And you've got these basketballers that just run around on a nice little 
cushioned court. It's not even just asphalt. It's got cushioning in the flooring and you got a roof over you. Grow up. Anyways, that's... <clears throat> so that was... I've matured since then. That was my thoughts that I was... Sorry, Hayden, I just offended you, mate. <laughs> um, but, but support each other as teammates. See, we don't all have to be the cook. We don't all have to be the taxi driver. We don't all have to be the cleaner. We don't all have to be the mediator. We don't all have to be the counsellor. We don't all have to be the removalist or the librarian. Thank God for that, because I'd be a horrible librarian. We don't all have to be the plumber. I can't stand plumbing, so I call in Pa. And Pa comes and fixes my taps, because I just can't stand plumbing. I would rather electrocute myself trying to fix a exposed wire than deal with plumbing. Just plumbing always is just fails when I'm around it. End up with leaks, so I can't, like the connections, one's the internal measurement, the next is an external, one's, it's like, oh, it's just, plumbing's a nightmare. If you're a plumber, come be friends with me because I've got lots of work for you. But, but we can't all, and we don't all have to be the plumber, we don't all have to be the coach. <laughs> the list goes on, but all of these things all of these roles, all of these titles, we need to raise kids, right? We need the librarians because we need to train our kids and educate them. We need the removalists because we got home from, I don't even know where we got home from the other week. And I think my mum was there with, and Mason had rearranged something in his room and then a week later, Riley's decided he wanted to rearrange something in his room and so we get home and there's just stuff everywhere. You know when you move house? Well, imagine just a kid doing it by themselves in their bedroom and it's like, but to both of their credit, they finished the job, and, uh, which is what their father would generally do and uh, they tidied things up but, but they needed that little bit of assistance in there. You need someone. I went, sorry boys, I can't move furniture at the moment, it's not going to happen. I've only got probably another few weeks of using that one and then I'll, but need to come up with another one. Um, sorry guys, I'm studying. Um, but there's got there's to be that aspect of if you're not a plumber, find a plumber. If you're not a librarian, find a librarian. If you're a husband and wife, father, mother, team, parenting your kids and you're horrible at plumbing, then find someone that can come in. If you don't know where to start as a librarian, you're trying to teach your kids to read the Bible and get into the Bible, but you just go, I've got no idea where to start. I'm not a librarian. I don't enjoy reading. Reading doesn't enjoy me. We have this. It's like, don't just start banging your head up against a brick wall going, oh, but where do I start? Go and see Tim Scott. I remember having conversations with Tim Scott about Bibles for kids, and he's got a bigger list of Bibles for kids. There's like comic book Bibles and all these sorts of things that because I'm not a librarian, I've never looked into any of that. But having this conversation with, what's where we talk about people and they leave this morning? But Tim's got this, Tim's got this whole library that comic Bible's pretty cool, isn't it, Jacob? Maybe not anymore because you're a little bit older, but it was cool when you were younger, right? But if you don't know that that's available and you're just trying to read your kid 
the Bible that you read, there's words and there's concepts and there's things in there that they're just going, lost interest. So find the right people, support each other and ask for support so that we can set our kids up to do the best they can. I love this, it's an old African proverb. You don't find it in the Bible, but it's an old African proverb and this was in the thing because it did catch my eye. But it says this, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Let me say that again because a few people writing that down and it's a good one to write down. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Hashtag we are together. We are what? We are better together. It's been a while since Laura's used it. I've forgotten it. But it's like, don't, don't try and do it alone thinking I've got everything I need to raise my kids. You don't. I don't. As good as I am, I don't have everything I need to raise my kids. I need the support of the village so that I can do that. And the last one this morning, support by being flexible. Oh, isn't that such a nasty word? Be flexible. Be fucking like, yeah, come on. I'm going there. I used to have really good hamstrings and I used to be like, no, no. Probably when I used to like spend about 15, 20 minutes stretching every night. And now, yeah, that's it. So I'm flexible in other ways. But be flexible. Flexible is more than just bending to every need. Flexible's more than just... Flexible is, is about accommodating one another. Flexible is about rebounding back. You get the flexibility of a rubber band. Somebody who can go down and touch their toes, they're pretty useless if they stay touching their toes, right? They look pretty funny walking around. Not very practical. Flexible is about springing back to where you were just as much as it is about actually being able to bend. And so be flexible as an individual. Be flexible as a team. <clears throat> Love is another Roman soldier. Or the, the motto of the Roman soldiers is you may bend me, but you will never break me. I don't know why, but when I read that, I've just got like Neo in the Matrix. Just again, I can't, I'm not flexible, so I can't do that justice at all. But bending over and the bullets going past, it's like be flexible. Be flexible to the point where you're bent. You might get a little bent out of shape. You might get a little stretched because the rubber band's just getting pulled. You might have to bend sideways to avoid something or to help someone with some time and it's uncomfortable. Allow yourself to be bent 
but don't allow yourself to be broken. And can I tell you, the best way to not be broken is to go back and repeat. Support one, support two, support three, support four. Support each other. With your, what was number one? Get these in the right order for those taking notes. Support each other with our words. Support each other with empathy. But don't stop at empathy. Move through to compassion. Support with our time. Support as teammates. If we can do them, I'm pretty confident we'll be flexible people. If we're flexible people, I'm pretty confident we'll raise flexible kids. But not flexible kids who are just anything goes. Flexible kids who are standing strong on the word, strong on the knowledge of who God is, strong in right and wrong, morally strong, spiritually strong kids, the next generation. That's our responsibility. Not just my responsibility as a current parent, but grandparents. Yes, you get to spoil them, but you also need to support them in being flexible. And so if we can do those things together, if we can do those things together, we'll raise an incredible generation that's going to build community. But it's not just mums and dads, it's friends, it's uncles, it's aunties, it's grandparents working together to parent the village. Philippians 4.13, finish with this as the team comes, says, I can... This is for everybody who's sitting here going, oh, but that's still, it's still a bit far off. I still don't know how I'm going to do this. I can do all things, while on the screens, all this through him who gives me strength. One of the most incredible things about being connected with Jesus, being connected to God, is it's not about me. It's about him. And so it's not what I can do, but it's about what he can do through me. And so, Father, I pray this morning for every parent. God, I pray for every person. God, in the auditorium, those watching, listening online today and throughout the week. Father, I pray that above all else, we'd be encouraged. And if we're not encouraged by the message, Father, as we go out and have coffee, that we would support each other with words. And that would make us feel encouraged. We'd support each other with time. Often to have someone's kids so they can just go and just sit and do nothing. Parents, don't feel like if you get a moment, you've got to do something. You need to tick another box. It's like if you get a moment, kid free, just sit and enjoy it. Because it doesn't happen very often. You know when you jump on a plane and you go through the pre, what is it, the 
emergency evacuation and all their all their deal when the masks come down don't put it on your kid first put it on you first so that you can then help your kid because there's no point you stuffing around trying to get it on your kid if then you black out if you pass out you don't make it and then you haven't got it on your kid it's like that's such a good analogy for someone here this morning that's I want to say it's a strong word, but I'm going to say it because I, I believe it is a word for someone here this morning. You're abusing yourself trying to raise your kids. You're neglecting yourself trying to raise your kids, but you've got the order around the wrong way. Stop it. Put the mask on yourself. Inhale. Breathe so that you can help your kids, so that you can help others. Holy Spirit. Right now, there's someone just going, is that me? Isn't that me? No, it's not me. Yes, it's you. Put the mask on. Take a moment. Because if you don't, if you don't, you're no help to anyone, let alone your own children. So take the moment. If that is you, I'd love you to come forward for prayer in just a moment we'd love to pray with you if anything else around this parenting deal or if parenting is just a challenge for you and you go you know what I just need a I just need a moment with God this morning the altar is the place to come come and lay it before God your kids are giving you the you-know-whats. You're just going, why do I come and just lay out before God? Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. If you need to fix your relationship with Jesus, with God the Father this morning. If you haven't prayed that prayer, God, come into my life. Forgive me for the mess I've created. Wash me clean. Cleanse me. God, I want to walk with you the rest of my days. If you haven't prayed a prayer like that, come and speak to me. Come and speak to Emma. We want to pray with you. 
We want to not just pray with you, but we want to empower you and equip you so that you can go and start building that relationship. If you're watching online this morning and that's you, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to connect with you around that as well. But let's stand to our feet. We're going to sing this last song together. If you want prayer this morning, please come. During the song, after the song, we want to pray with you today.